morning. Welcome to the Old School podcast about the American education system. It's traits, it's qualities, it's quirks, it's picadillos, an array of things, much of which must be answered for. And we attempt to do so with answers. And so far as we know the answers, good morning, Herr Dr. Bourgeois. Good morning, Herr Miller. How are you today? I'm all right. Um, I think the last thing we said on the last episode we recorded and posted was go frogs. Oh. I think we can go ahead and I don't know if we can backtrack retrograde erase that from, <laughs> from the last podcast or from the beginning of this one. But uh, let's just say things didn't turn out the way folks around here had hoped. No, it was a, a travesty what we saw there. This isn't a football match. It's a sham, a circus. That <laughs> wasn't I, it. They I, gave their best. That's They did, too. Uh, <laughs> I object, Your Honor. This trial is a travesty. It's a travesty of a mockery of a sham, a mockery of two mockeries of a sham. I move for a mistrial. <laughs> Denied. I strongly object, Your Honor. Oh, well, in that case, well, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, it's a Saturday morning. It's a gloomy Saturday morning. And we have news. Oh, no. Oh, I somehow think I know where this is going, but I forgot what it was. But I, I saw something like a day or two ago. I thought, I bet Ross is going to grab onto this. Uh, well, it may not be. I don't know. Um, what do you think it is? I don't know. I can't remember. I <laughs> Yeah, but it seemed right up your alley, so let's see what you have, and I'll tell you if it was that or not. Well, um, the news is in May of this year, May 31st, I'm out. That's it? That's it. Wait a minute. You're, you're out as in you're, you're, you're leaving the country? Well, actually, I am leaving the country, but uh, <laughs> I am planning on coming back, but... Uh, but no, I am out as a teacher and <laughs> and let our irrelevance begin as commentators on the education system with none of us in it. And so who knows? <laughs> so, so you're a lame duck right now, officially. I'm officially a lame duck. So mm. um, I, I, I try I made a suggestion just 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 off off the cuff suggestion earlier this week and. No one listened. So it's it's official. The ignoring has begun. So it's like that coach, you know his contract's not going to get picked up. Yeah. And the players know there's nothing in it for them to listen. It's bad. Well, it's, it's probably for the best. <laughs> um, I don't think they like you to begin with. <laughs> we, we need to celebrate your retirement with, with balloons and, <laughs> and speeches. <laughs> Listen, my sainted mother thought I was special, and I do not think for one second that it goes much more beyond that. But uh, so, uh, I'm going so, to handle this retirement with... Uh, with uh, just kind of keep it undercover and uh, just don't want anyone to notice it or recognize me. <laughs> what do you mean? You're, but you're broadcasting it on a podcast for the world to see if anyone actually listens to this thing. No one listens. But okay, so it's still a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changes just because I announced it on this thing. Okay. So the best part about it is, so the last day of school, which is typically the teachers getting their stuff together, 
wrapping things up, checking out, that sort of thing. Usually that is accompanied by a faculty luncheon, which is very nice. They have a very nice luncheon, very good food. It's a lovely affair. But typically in the course of that affair, there is recognition of uh, people who have been there 10 years or 15 years, you know, where you get like a toaster or something, I don't know, or a pen. <laughs> and then, and then there is a, uh, there is a kind of a section of the uh, ceremony where those who are retired are then fed it. Really? And when that happens, yeah, if all goes well, I'm on a transatlantic flight to Geneva. Wait a minute. You're, you're, you're not going to be recognized because you planned this in advance. <laughs> yes. And, and the flight so that you would miss the ceremony where they, uh, they give you a token reward and, and maybe applause. I'm sure applause. And maybe you get to make a speech. Probably not anymore. Probably not. Uh, you know, better to ask man like Ross Miller to make a speech. <laughs> um, and, 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 and it's possible that all your old students from the past 25 years are going to be there in the auditorium. Nobody will be there. And uh, he'll walk in there and they'll have music playing and <laughs> Mr. Holland's opus, but Mr. <laughs> Miller's opus. And you're going to miss that. Even though I'm going to miss it. The planning is already happening. Gleefully so. Will I miss that? And not, it's not that I don't appreciate that people want to do stuff like that. <laughs> and, but, you know, I don't want to disparage those who find that of worth. Yeah. But most it's, people it, like it, everybody but you. you know? <laughs> listen, don't, don't, don't exercise yourself out of this because you're right there with me. So, no, when I'm officially retired, I had a little, uh, not a, I mean, just a little get gathering. I mean, at the workplace, it was pretty quick. It lasted about 15 minutes or so. <laughs> I present to you this laurel and hearty handshake. <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, you're, so, so essentially you're, you're, trip, you're tripping out, leaving before anybody can even thank you, shake your hand. And, and are you going to pick up all your stuff so you're going to as if you weren't there, go in the cover of darkness and remove all your <laughs> posters and your podium and all that. Make one last trip with a, with a box with a potted plant sticking out of it. <laughs> so, so what's, what's going to happen with the podium here, Miller? Cause I, the listeners don't know, but you have quite a nice podium that you've taken with you for many years. Well, the, the thing is that podium uh, was a gift by students to a former mentor of mine who bequeathed it to me upon his retirement. And I will seek to do the same thing. Should anyone, I have, I have one or two people in mind, you know, in case I don't want them to feel compelled to have it. Uh, but, um, but yes, it is a sizable, sturdy, you know, serious podium. And so hopefully um, it, that finds a good home, everything else I could really care less. You know, I have, I have in my classroom, you know, a bunch of quotes that have significance that spans my personal interests as well as my academic ones. Uh, I have maps and things of that nature. I have goofy signs. Um, I don't really give a rip about that stuff. I do, I do have plans for like, you know, the books that I have in my room of which there are plenty and hopefully they will find equally treasured homes 
in other classrooms once I leave. But outside of that, you know, and I just, I don't, I don't want the recognition. I don't want, I don't want the accolades. Not that I assume that there would be recognition yeah. or accolades. No, you're, you're like up for teacher of the year aren't you? or something like that. I was this past year. Yes. Um, and so, um, but, um, and it must've been, someone must've known. And there was, it was, it was a sympathy vote <laughs> or something along know. those lines. So you could but, still win or they already moved to the next phase. Uh, they, I could still win. I, I would find it shocking. The likes of which T, what happened to TCU, I think uh, <laughs> that would be about that shocking if I won. Uh, but, um, but nevertheless, just to kind of be able to step away and, and to do so with as much dignity as, as I had before I got there. <laughs> I shall leave there. And... Uh, well, well, I wouldn't be too quick to give away the store. Um, no? I'm, I'm talking about the podium, the books, the poster of the dog with a gun at the dog's head <laughs> saying, pass this test or I'll kill, shoot this dog or whatever. I'll That's kill great. this dog. So. Yeah, I'll kill this dog. Um we because, should probably explain that a little bit here first. Well, of all. yeah, we, but but I think we brought it up once. But okay, um, but um, there could be a scenario where you know you decide to take a course or two at a private school, and they allow you to bring some things to your classroom, and you bring your podium, for example. And so I think it would be a great decoration in that nice office of yours. It would it would it has a lot of dignity to it and history. I mean, it's yours, and you put a lot of time there and important time. I, I, I say you hold on to the podium. Okay. Well, I don't know. Uh, I think if I do find myself uh, in another classroom, I'm not saying that that's impossible, because as we both know, that's a that's a foolish thing to declare. But um, if I were to find myself in a classroom, I can't see it as a permanent thing, like a nine-to-five kind of a thing. I don't know. Who knows? But I mean, it's um, I have a veritable plethora of options uh, in front of me. And you're right. Maybe I should not be so quick to give away the store altogether. But uh, well, yeah, you get a little giddy. You know, start throwing <laughs> books at people here. Have a book, have a poster. There's no rules. <laughs> <laughs> so you probably have 40 or 50 or 60 or 90 sick days. Days that you can uh, use, and, and actually, they are you earn them. Yes, so technically, you could. I mean, you don't want to um, give up too soon because you have advanced placement tests and things like that. But are you going to strategically take some days off because you know you use them or lose them? A lot of them, some you get, you can cash in, but only about half of them, if I understand it correctly. Yeah, there will be some cashing in of days, but I think on the whole, I think I only really have maybe two days that I plan on taking between now and the end of the school year. One is an appointment. The second one is a day baseball game <laughs> that I typically do after wow. the AP exam. And so I don't, I don't intend to uh, start taking days off left and right. That's not me. And so I can't do that. Yeah, I can see. I mean, I, I never did either. I, it's just it, some people do. You know, they, those they oh, yeah. out there. I mean, they just will call in sick for a semester and fake an injury. <laughs> and that's it. I used to know a guy. I knew a guy once in the first school that I taught in. He had been teaching for thirty some odd years, 
And uh, he was the last teacher I ever saw carry around a paddle to give you an idea about how far back this guy was. Actually had to hold it in the, so it was ready at all times. He was ready at all times. He said, and I asked him one time, I said, why do you carry that paddle? He goes, you never know. <laughs> I said, I guess not. So, but, wow. um, but he, I think the last, I think the last semester uh, before he left, I think he was doing three day weeks, you know, and I think even then, I think sometimes he did two day weeks, but I think for the most part, he did three day weeks. He did a four day weekend every weekend. Yeah. And he just, you know, I once asked him, why are you doing this? He goes, cause I can, you know, <laughs> he said, they're not giving me money for this. You know, I might as well go ahead and try to, cause I think at the time there was like a limit to how many days that you could sell back. And, and he was so far beyond that. And so he, he became worthless that last, that last semester. And I don't begrudge him. I just, I can't, I can't do that. Well, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself. You need to find a hobby, maybe whittling or. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's the thing that, you know, it's the thing that gets asked the most. And I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think it was ever your intent to go from teaching school to some sort of period of dormancy before you took on something else. I think, you may or may not have gotten these questions as much as I have, but I think the combination of the fact that uh, I'll be 54. And so it's it's a ridiculously young age uh, uh, at which to retire. Really? What do you think? You you could go on another 14, 15, 16 years. I could. I also don't feel the need. And this is the thing I kind of struggle with. I also don't feel the need to work. I mean, I have to work, of course, because, you know, it, it makes sense financially. I do have an eight-year-old. That's not like I could become a bum. But uh, uh, but I, the notion of working all the time or working a lot, I feel no need to do that. And so, you know, I, so there was, and we talked about this before. So there was a time, and you were with me, unfortunately. What? Or fortunately, based on your opinion, <laughs> but uh, there was a time when I burned out. Oh, yeah, those those were fun drives to school. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> between <laughs> that, up. between that, and me barking at my colleagues, um, apparently I barked at them because our our lovely boss, uh, she who shall not be named, at least not right now, until she we can convince her to get on the show, but um, she actually did like a little intervention. She's like, what the, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, and you're, was, you're just an angry, depressive character back then. I was. And so because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was. And it, and it wasn't until and and you weren't doing any intervention. One, you didn't know me that well, too. I think you had enjoyed it too much. But I was, uh, I was, I was afraid of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem was apparently so was everyone else. At least that's how my boss it and so yeah, no it was it was intimidating um i, I learned to like that but, it, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah we kept our distance <laughs> well yeah but uh the thing was is that you know coming out of that i remembered a conversation about uh with my godfather about uh about Your what my godfather Okay. I, had a, I, had, I had a godfather. What are you, what are you saying okay for? <laughs> Sounds like you're making this stuff up. Mike, various God. cultures have godparents. This is I'm, not... I'm honored and grateful for... <laughs> <laughs> Don Corleone. Um, okay. 
Well, I talked to my godfather, who strangely enough was also from Sicily. And so <laughs> I asked, he was, <laughs> seriously, his name was Antonio Matarazzo. God, God rest his soul. But you're, um, Italian? you're not even Italian. I don't know. I'm this. not Italian. I'm not Sicilian. He was Sicilian. They were godparents, not grandparents. <laughs> Good God. Anyway. <laughs> My my godfather worked as a longshoreman. It basically means he loaded and unloaded ships, you know, on the mm -hmm. docks in Baltimore. And I remember I asked him one time because I had a chance to observe him and see him at work once. He took me to work for, you know, for whatever reason one day. And I remember afterwards I asked him, I said, do you like this job? And he looked at me and he said, what what does liking it have to do with anything? He said, I don't do this job because I like it. I do this job because I'm making money to provide for my family. The important bit is to be with your family. And I think since then, I have had an attitude about my job. I love it. I still love it, even though I'm leaving. I love it. However, it's just a job. And the most important thing about the job is that it provides me the means through which I can have fun and spend quality time with my family and friends. I, you know, the job itself is important, it's significant, it is not uninteresting but at the same time there's a bigger thing that i i seek to have and i think with retirement the idea about retirement is not about the idea of finding some other gig to toll away for 40 hours a week at but rather oh. to do something that i can have fun doing that i find uh intellectually rewarding but at the same time also have plenty of time to hang out with my daughter and to hang out with my wife and friends. So, so for me, it's, it's a, it's a more of an open question. So I think going back to how we got down this road to begin with, you know, a lot of people ask me, what are you going to do next? What's the plan? And I don't know if there is a plan. I mean, I have some ideas of course, but um, you know, maybe working for your two bit operation you got going on over there. Uh, You're talking about a heart solutions, a heart solutions, leader yes. in, in, uh, <laughs> educational research, particularly for schools of choice across the nation. Indeed. That's, is that your elevator speech? Uh, I just made it up, but it's pretty okay. good. <laughs> it's, that sounded great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's where I am. I'm fielding these kinds of conversations and questions and, but that's okay. Wow. So, so you're going about, you're about to go through the stages of grief. It's, it's real. And I'm, I'm, I'm not joking here when, I mean, you've, you've known about this, but it, it suddenly becomes real as, as the date approaches and, and you will go through some things. I'm sure. It's interesting because I have some friends who are no doubt speaking from a point of envy. They're like, man, are you, are you just so excited? You can't stand it. I said, and, and really, in my mind, I have too much I'm thinking about before I get to May 26. It, it just doesn't make any sense to spend an inordinate amount of time feeling happy for myself. And I'm not one to naturally feel happy for myself anyway. But, you know, it's just, there's too much to do between now and then. So while I do suffer greatly from senioritis, I think, um, I, at the same time, I'm still kind of focused on the job and I'm still committed to the job. And I think that keeps the excitement somewhat tempered. And I've got so, things I got going on this summer. I got other things I got to think about. And so it's just, it's not quite the, it's time for me to mentally check out stage of retirement. 
Okay. Well, that sounds like a good response for your principal. <laughs> you know, very, very much political. It's all about the kids. That's right. Um, but symbolically, you, you could take down something or bring a little box home every day between now and then. And, and then you wouldn't have any cleaning to do. And it also would, you know, start the mental process, you know, take down a poster, bring it home. Well, it's interesting because I told uh, my students found out. And so I went and told my students and I and and the main reason I did is that it was going to start to become pretty evident by by the end of February, beginning of March, that things were starting to disappear from the room. And so it was one of those things where it didn't make sense. And there was no particular reason not to say anything. And so I so I decided to let them know. But you know, I think that's already started. The idea of certain things are starting to disappear from the room. And yeah. Yeah. So and, and say again, I mean, it's fun for you to do that, but the, I'm sure there was, there were tears. A few tears were shed. I, I hesitate, I hesitate to bring this up, but only, only because they were probably already primed because what happened was that I had this one class <laughs> and I, a couple of the, a couple of the kiddos that walked into class already looked as if they had been crying. What? <laughs> and so we get into the class, and what I did not know was that the class before mine, those who were clearly red-eyed, had just found out that one of the most beloved teachers at our school, and one of the most remarkable teachers at our school, had just announced to her students that she was retiring. And so they they already were coming in, and there were you know, tears in the eyes and what have you. And then wow. one of the first things I say <laughs> at the beginning of the class is that I'm out of here, and, uh, and then the tears started again. So oh wow, so they, they you lost your thunder a little bit. I lost the thunder, right? But I, you know, yes, they were crying. I think they were already in a vulnerable state. So I don't know how much that really has to do with me leaving. Or you know, or perhaps it's other things that are occupying their mind. But were, so were yes. there some were there some students who threw their hats in the air and celebrated? I think I think the only thing that prevented some people from doing that is that they had no hats to throw in the air uh, because I don't allow them in the classroom. But uh, well. but uh, nevertheless, there's probably a few that you know. It, well, here's the thing: if you were the kind of student that would think that. It doesn't really help your situation. You still have to deal with me to May. So and you're really not escaping anything by the fact funny. that I'm retiring. Well, I mean, from a student's perspective, you're either there in front of them or you're not. It doesn't matter right. if you're retired or moving to a different school. And, and you've mm -hmm. left, you know, a few schools in your sure. 10 years. Uh, and, and so you've been through this in a way, you know, quite a few times, maybe four or five times. Hmm. I have, although um, it's only different to me, I think, Correct. you know, so for the kiddos and, you know, to be honest, I don't think, so I've left three schools before I came to uh, my current school. And so the, you know, in, in the first two, there was no discussion, I, you know, because I was there one day and then over the summer I went somewhere else. And so there was no, and I like it that way. There's no protracted <laughs> goodbyes or anything like this, or, you know, what have you. Yeah. And then the school that you and I shared, the one I was at before my current one, I didn't tell anybody. Only you and the principal knew. And I told my kids 
first, like the day before I left. <laughs> yeah. This is, I and so I told him the day before I left and the next day I was out. And then it's a lot of the teachers didn't even know. I'd eventually told a couple, but I was, you know, I just didn't want any part of it. And so it's different for the, for me for this way, only because I can't just leave now. I have to have a bunch of stuff set up, put into, put into place. And I had to make my decoration, you know, because the, the, you know, certain school districts, they will, they will pay money if you declare early. And so really, I, yeah. Well, yeah. So uh, the, you know, the, district that I work in, they, they, they offered money. What? If, yeah. If you declare by a certain point of time, they offered just a, a scintilla more. If you had perfect attendance for the remainder of the school year, which that's not going to happen. So I'm just going to, you know, take my bonus and then head off to the sunset. I don't, I don't like that technique of kind of bribing you. <laughs> they should just treat you as a professional and let you do your thing. But I, I think it's a, a, a wonderful transition, you know, publicly because you, I mean, you also have relationships with a faculty and, and you'll get to, you know, ha have these conversations and everybody knowing and not just abruptly say, by the way, I'm, I'm retiring. Wow. You won't see me next fall. So I think this is the, this is the better way to do it than as if you have a getaway car parked outside. And that's basically what I did at our job. Yeah, I remember. And and so that probably was not the best way, not maybe not the nicest of ways to go go about it. And <clears throat> and I'm not really sure why I did it that way, but you know whatever, you know. So because <laughs> somebody else left before you, and that was rather awkward. Well, yeah, there was that too. So that's where we get the image of the chair with balloons attached to it, and. Yeah, speeches, some sort of cake speeches. <laughs> I, can't, I was like, I can't do that. So, but I think, uh, I, I think it does call into question though, you know, a lot about, and here, you know, here's the remarkable thing. There's a lot of people. There are a lot of people. There is, there are, there are a lot of people who, once they find out I'm retiring, they are doing a lot to fit my retirement into narratives, you know, and narratives that are political, that are controversial, that are really have nothing to do with me. You know, well, what do you, you mean? are they saying you're, you're being forced out or you're, you're tired of the political climate or. Yeah. It's, it's tired of the political climate. You don't like what these, uh, what these folks are doing in our schools or whatever the case may be, you know, the, you know, the, the, the quote unquote lackadaisical attitude towards COVID. It finally got to you. You're done. And I, I hate to burst people's bubbles, but it has nothing to do with any of that, you know? And I think it's, I think every time you hear on the news about the quote unquote mass retirement, and I don't say quote unquote to mean it doesn't exist, but you know, but the, 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 you know, the mass retirement happening, they always try to frame it within a particular narrative. And so when I say I'm retiring, then people say, oh, you're retiring because of fill in the blank. It, it, it's a math question of your years of service and your age, plus the other years you had in the military equal. Yeah. Um, and um, people yeah, were so shocked. People were shocked to find out that I, they said, oh, you're retiring early. I said, no, I'm retiring just in time. You know, I have, you had have to have a certain point to get mm -hmm. to. And I hit that point a couple of years ago. 
And so, you know, yes, I'm very grateful. I had that military time I was allowed to buy and that makes it a little bit easier to do. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, you're right. It's a math question. It's not really, it's not really anything else. It's certainly not the things that people try to place upon it. Well, you'll, you'll get a lot of friendly advice and you'll probably run into <laughs> some retirees who have already been in your, in your shoes. You, you do notice um, when you're away from students. I mean, that's, that's the, the trickiest part and the, because you need it and it kind of feeds your ego and feel your sense of who you are. And, and suddenly that part isn't there. And so there's a bit of withdrawal. Um, eventually you'll find yourself around high school students and, and it might start to stress you out because you're, you're, you haven't been there in the trenches, you know, but you've, right. you've learned, learned to gain energy being around those people, which is you know something that you will miss. I think I'll miss. Uh, so yes, I think you're right. I think ab above and beyond anything else, uh, the students will be what I miss. And it sounds trite to say it that way, but I think for the reasons that you just said, in addition to the fact that those things make me feel young, they make me feel uh, kind of energized. Uh, I think those kind of things tend to be uh, the things that we live for. Um, and so it, it is not a capricious thing to say that I am doing this because of, or I'm, I'm going to miss the students the most. I am going to miss colleagues, not all of them. You know, this is the thing that drives me nuts about retirement is that oftentimes damn near all the time, you'll see someone who will retire and they'll send out a school-wide message. Oh yeah. I'd like it's to thank everybody. An, it's been an honor. Like, yeah, like you yeah. just won an award. You were just, everyone was waiting for your email. Yeah. And so. <laughs> Are you going to do one? No, I'm not. And so. <laughs> Wait a uh, minute. Every, yeah. every teacher, every administrator who's ever left has written a, acknowledged the group. You write no. a group email, you, you send it out. I'll tell you what I wrote. I wrote something to my department. Said so folks, you, should know. you didn't tell them. No, well, I mean, you did it by a text message. I did it by email. I didn't want to sit there and talk to <laughs> say I repeat this conversation twenty times for everybody Come in my on, department. Man. No, but I no, said I sit together listen, in a room. No, no, no. You, you, you say, hey, let's let's talk. Here's what's about to happen. You, no, that's you kind of presumptuous them. too. That, that assumes everyone cares enough to come to a joint no. location. So I send out an email to the department saying, listen. Uh, just let y'all know I'm retiring. I appreciate the camaraderie and the and the and the uh, conversations. Um, talk to you later. And that's basically all I said. I didn't say anything about family, or it's been an honor or a privilege, or you know I can't believe what a wonderful staff this is. You know, and there are some wonderful folks on our staff, but that's just not me. Okay. And did, did they just ignore it, or did they come up to you and say a word? No, I mean, most people said something, you know. Okay. Well, but it it allowed for um it allowed for some people to not really say anything at all. And it, you know, there's no reason for everyone to say something, you know, yeah. outside of congratulations. So did you talk to your principal first? Yes. I let her okay. know first and then and then I told the then I told the uh, the department just because they were there was going to be a possibility that people need to be able to declare if they had an interest in my job, and so I had talked with my department chair, let her know, and so so yeah, so there's a couple of things that had to be put in place just to make it easy for the department to transition 
before next fall. And so that, that's the primary reason why I did it. It wouldn't wow. have been for any other concerns. but So see how you feel when you look on the school district website and you see a history teacher position posted. For <laughs> Qualifications, you know, you you have a pulse and you have a, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just a joke here and there. Yeah, it's so, a joke. Well, we can't. We, yeah. So, so just to be this, I mean, you're, you're being relatively serious here, but, but tell, tell me what you're not going to miss. <laughs> that's where the fun begins. Well, I'm, uh, geez, what am I not going to miss? Uh, let me count the ways. Um, <laughs> I, I think a lot of the administrative crap, I think a lot of not, not that our administration is crap, but I, I just think the bureaucracy of the job is frustrating, infuriating, uh, obfuscating. Um, you know, it's just, it's a problem. I think I'm not going to miss this rather seemingly headlong dive we're doing into irrelevancy. You know, hopefully you and I, you know, with the book and with the podcast and with other things and other things that people are doing, hopefully enough alarm bells can be sounded that we kind of step away from this precipice. But we seem to have no desire to step away from the precipice. You know, the the idea that everything is about technology, it's about making things easy. And no one seems to understand that when you make things easy, you make things irrelevant or you make things trivial. And the fact that this is all going on and you hope that we can reverse the trend, you hope it's a question of we come back from one, one extreme and we start making our way back from that. Uh, I'm not going to miss that element of things. I'm not going to miss um, just the idea of having to get up to go to something that I was starting to dread doing. Oh, you that's... Know? Uh, and, and and what about trainings and, and faculty meetings? Well, I mean, that almost go, almost goes without saying. I mean, this, the, I mean, the 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 level of pablum that you have to endure uh, at a typical meeting uh, for no other reason but that the administrators are forced to do what teachers often do, and that's checking boxes. We got to say this. We have to say that. You know, what have you. But I think the idea of the kind of the vacuous nature of some of these things that you and I have shared with now, we can look back on it and laugh. But at the time, it was tragic in its implications. Still is, by the way. But, um, yeah, I think I think I could if I never have to go to another meeting ever, <laughs> uh, I, I will die. I'll die a happy man. Uh, wow. it, it has been well chronicled on this podcast. I know. I, I love disdain. that part. Uh, yeah. This, <laughs> but, but, but I, I have this this hope um, that there will be a penultimate faculty meeting, and somebody <laughs> who's maybe listening to this show. I know we know some people from your school. Yes, you know, alert that principal and say, you know, let's uh, honor Ross, even though he's trying, he's to, trying to bag out of <laughs> yeah, the, the meeting before. They'll say, you know, one of our retiring teachers is going to be, you know. On the lamb, intentionally, by the way. Damn and it. so we want to honor him right now. Ross Miller, come up here, please. Everyone give <laughs> a big round of applause, Ross Miller. Yeah. No, you're getting a little silent there because you're thinking that that could happen. I know that can happen. And I want to <laughs> I want to inform those who I work with who are listening. And I cannot tell you 
how much I do not want this to happen. So if there is any level of, uh, of fondness that you hold for me and our friendship, uh, you will keep this to yourself. And at least this, uh, this little plan of yours that Dr. Bourgeois has carefully and rather diabolically placed into your mind. Just set that aside. Ah. Okay, well, if it remember happens, who, remember who your friends are. Okay, buddy. That's right. All right. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm excited about it, and it'll give us more time to have have a regular breakfast during the week. You know, which that's is true. kind of decadent, and we used to meet occasionally on weekends, but during the middle of the week, you know, that, that's is. retirement. I mean, I mean, uh, and um, just I wish. Maybe this is for another podcast, but it would be interesting to know what your experience was like uh, when you decided to retire. I mean, you were you already had several things cooking by the time you stepped away. And so uh, it'd be interesting to know to what degree was your feelings similar to what I've expressed here today? Uh, different or, you know, just. Well, I, I can answer it in just a, a sentence. I transitioned from my teaching position to a more corporate role as an executive director um, about six years after my final day teaching. I mean, mm-hmm. meaning I had a period of being, you know, on the dark side, um, and so the transition from teaching was not that I wasn't technically retiring. I was within the same organization, right? Um, and so I essentially left a corporate position when my number was up like like yours so it's 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 not the same thing and then of course i transitioned had to hit the ground immediately with with my business so it was you know i just kept working Mm -hmm. one day to the next Um, not not nearly as entertaining as your story (laughs) (laughs) it'll be interesting though about how about how things change our ability to to know what's changing you know, within the school district, we still have plenty of friends within school districts. It's not like we're going to be um, unaware of things. Oh, no. Um, no. I mean, I have my, I have the pulse of schools just because of what I do every day, you know, with right. my research and all of that. But it's not going to be the same. You know, it, we're, we're, we're going to be those guys telling, telling stories as opposed to now. You're right. You're right in there. And it's, it's just a little bit more immediate and you know, you, I mean, these new developments, you know, I've not experienced. Right. Because I haven't taught, you know, wow, for 10 years, basically. Mm. Wow, that's a long time here, Miller. That's a long time. Well, we, uh, we'll see how this goes. And, um, and I, I fear that this, uh, that this episode might come across a bit self-indulgent. You know, oh, yeah. Some, totally. yeah. <laughs> but, uh Hopefully, uh, our listeners uh, hear where from where it's coming, and you know, understand you know what this means, and, and the fact that all teachers kind of go through this, of course. But uh, um, yeah, just the idea that you know, I think it's a human thing. I mean, everyone has to make that decision of when it's time to step away, and you know, I think it's still a valid conversation to have. Everyone should have that. Think about what it is that you want to do, how far you want to go, and whatever the case may be. Well, we'll have to compress some episodes during this time because it'll be, I think, funny as hell to hear you talk about this this transition away. You know? 
So right. these these will be the good uh, the good intros into whatever other topic we're going to deal with on a particular episode. So absolutely, and and you might still have a few of those funny um, events, you know, with with parents or something, just for old old times' sake. You know, have a <laughs> parent who you know goes right to the assistant principal and doesn't involve you and, and rail uh, about that publicly. Uh, you know, we we, we want a couple more of those things. Okay. Sure. Well, Lord willing and the creek don't rise then. <laughs> so all right, with that, uh it is NFL playoff Saturday and Sunday. So I imagine we've got things to do today. But until next time, I will say I do, Herr Dr. Bourgeois. Auf Wiedersehen, Herr Miller. <laughs>